It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. This Lockdown Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals, plus free shipping on your first box, and Free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. Sadobe Awuzie took a big step in practice on Sunday. We'll get you that update. Take a revisit to the stock up, stock down list as we look toward the Bengals 53 and get you your practice updates from Sunday. You are locked on Bengals. Your daily Cincinnati Bengals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Bengals fans and welcome to another episode of the Lockdown Bengals podcast. I'm your host Jake Lisko. He's your host James Rapine. We're on the Lockdown Podcast Network, and you can sub- you could find this show on YouTube or anywhere you get your podcast, where you can subscribe. <laughs> and when you do that, it's really easy to make us your first listen every day. Really easy to make sure you don't miss an episode, especially in the preseason where our schedule's been a little bit different with extra episodes after these Friday preseason games. And that will of course continue into the regular season where we'll have you covered after the game every day. And today's episode of Lockdown Bengals is brought to you by BetterHelp. And if you're thinking of starting therapy, BetterHelp is worth a try. Visit betterhelp.com slash lockdown today to get 10% off your first month. James, let's start with the biggest news on Sunday outside of Paycor Stadium, which is a Chidobe Abuzier, who we've been monitoring very closely throughout training camp, has been getting eased back into things coming off his ACL surgery. But Zach Taylor said after the game on Friday was close, and that's why he traveled with the team, took a step in practice and got some work in seven-on-seven drills. And this isn't just the mirroring we've seen him do where they're going half speed. This was full speed from what I saw, James, Mm -hmm. and you can confirm that for me. Seven-on-seven work for Cheeto. Full speed. All systems go. 22 coming for you. Yes, it was uh, It was great to see. Cheeto was all smiles afterwards. Didn't get to talk to him because he was kind of running things on the ping pong table for like an hour straight. 
So standing, planting, jumping, doing all of those things, which all happen during these Bengals locker room pre, uh, ping pong sessions. But yes, great to see him back out there. And the first play I realized it, he comes over and would have made the tackle on Irv Smith Jr. The clip I posted, I know Dan Horde had a different angle of it. He posted, it's like, ah, oh, well, Cheeto's getting in the mix right away. And as we record this, the regular season is three weeks away. Makes a ton of sense for, for him to ramp it up a little bit more. And I think they'll see how that knee responds and ramp it up a little bit more. And all signs point to the Bengals' top corner, the number one guy, Chidobe Awuzie, being on the field week one. So hopefully it continues in that direction. But this was a really, really encouraging day for Cheeto. Yeah, he's been getting work in individual. He's been getting work with defensive teamwork. He just hasn't done any offense-defense stuff outside of that half-speed kind of shadowing, mirroring receiver routes that we talked about a little bit that have mostly been happening during install portions of practice. So safe to say that he's up to date on everything he needs to know about the defense, but the thing that he may not get before the regular season, and I'm not sure how much this matters or not, is the full live contact period. He's not going to have an opportunity to do that, obviously, in the preseason games. He's not going to be back for those. And at some point, the Bengals are, are backing off a of contact in practice as well. They didn't really do a whole lot. If I'm remembering correctly in the way of padded practices, once they got to the regular season last year, they've been doing more of that in training camp. And so there may not be an opportunity for live contact for Cheeto, but he's doing everything else to get ready for week one. Yeah, he is. And you're right. Probably no live contact. That's fine. That's fine. I, I think he'll, there'll be little things that when he gets out there that he's going to have to, to work through as there are for any cornerback, especially a corner coming back from this, this type of injury. But the fact that he's already here, I expect them out there. I expect him out there on September 10th. And one of the reasons why they might've, because he's been ready to go for team drills for weeks, Zach mm -hmm. Taylor and the Bengals have held him out, but he's been chomping at the bit, trying to get on the field. One of the reasons that might've happened in seven on seven on, on Sunday is because all of these other cornerback injuries, DJ Turner, not in team drills. Sidney Jones is still out. Marvell Tell, the third out, which I get it. People are going to say, Marvell Tell, he's a back-end guy. But still, that's four corners when you count Cheeto that would have been out. And so you get Cheeto back in the mix on seven-on-seven. Seven. Certainly nice to see. Safety Mike Thomas played cornerback on Sunday for the first time since his sophomore year of high school, just to give you an idea of where they, are, they were at cornerback-wise, which we didn't talk about it after the game on Friday, but that was why – part of the, of the reason at least why they gave up that last second field goal to the Falcons. They had to play three linebackers. They were down a corner and it was the, or, or four linebackers rather. And, and that was just kind of the defense that they had, the guys that they had left that they were willing to put back in the game. And so they were kind of depleted cornerbacks wise on defense. Yeah. I honestly didn't even realize that I'm still actually waiting to, to get into the tape. Hopefully we'll have a chance to do that and, and we'll get to talk about it tomorrow with, Bengal Sands going to make his first appearance of the 2023 season Ooh. and hopefully we'll have some time Ooh. to dive into some tape but yeah I mean a, a lot of corners that weren't practicing hopefully DJ Turner's okay that's the one that out of all of these is the one where you're like hopefully it's just precautionary I, thing and he'll be back I soon. saw him it seems minor I saw him in the locker room I don't think yeah. it's anything super serious but he just he wasn't out there for team but interesting that Sidney Jones continues to miss work and at some point, cutdowns are, what, a week away now, roughly? They're, they're right days. after that. Okay, nine days. Right after that final 
preseason game, if he can't get work in, if he can't work for that final preseason game, that that cornerback decision might be kind of making itself where, yes, DJ Ivy's given up some plays, but he's also made some plays in games. He's also shown a lot on the practice field, including in the joint practice, I think. And so maybe that's starting to work itself out. What do you think? Yeah, I think that's kind of what I always come back to when we talk about some of these roster battles is a lot of times it just works itself out. And, and it, it shows you exactly the, the path to go down because at that moment you don't necessarily have another choice. So we will see. But, yeah, if Sidney Jones, I would expect him hopefully back Monday, like if, if he wants to play this week, back doing some stuff Monday and then certainly by Wednesday, that Wednesday-Thursday practice, get back on the field so he can play on Saturday. I think it is, it's a big week for him. It's a big week for a lot of guys like that. Trevion Williams, will he be able to get back mm-hmm. and on the field? I, I think that that's a, a very important step for him to show this, this team and show this coaching staff what he can do. Yeah. Let's get into that a little bit more. There, there's some stock up, stock down, talking points, position battles that we can get to. And not a ton has changed from our 53-man projection last week, which if you missed, we went through an entire 53-man roster projection after one preseason game in the middle of last week. But I think there are a few small changes, and that is reflected in whose stock is up and whose stock is down after two games of preseason action. We'll get into that coming up next. Today's show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Sometimes in life, we're faced with tough choices and the path forward isn't always clear. Whether you're dealing with decisions around your career, relationships, anything else in life, therapy can help you stay connected to what you really want while you navigate life so you can move forward with confidence and excitement. Trusting yourself to make decisions that align with your values, it's like anything. The more you practice it, the easier it gets. And that's why BetterHelp is a perfect opportunity if you thought about therapy, you give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, suited to your schedule. All you have to do to get started is fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Let therapy be your mat with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash locked on today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash locked on. Hey guys, it's Joe Marino. Being around sports media and a fan of the Buffalo Bills for a lifetime has taught me that sometimes it's exploring the sliding doors moments and what-if scenarios in sports that can be the best part of the fan experience. What if the Seahawks let Marshawn run on the one-yard line with the Super Bowl on the line, or could a coin flip have landed Magic in Chicago, Michael in L.A., and made Charles Barkley the first black president? Enter Wondery's newest sports show, Alternate Routes, a weekly leap into the sports multiverse with former Sports Center anchors Trey Wingo and Kevin Frazier. Each week on the podcast, Trey and Kevin will pry open the sliding doors of a different what if moment from the world of sports. In these alternate sports realities, dynasties will fall, legacies will change forever, and new goats will emerge. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. And you can listen to alternate routes early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. 
Let's dive into some stock up, stock down weekly segment here we've got going on after a couple preseason games. It's going to be a weekly segment for all of two, maybe three weeks, although that cut down day may conflict with stock up, stock down after preseason game number three. But let's start with those running backs since you were talking about Travion Williams and his return right before we got to this part of the show. Chris Evans, I think, has been pretty consistent at this point throughout training camp in terms of executing plays the way coaches want him to execute plays with as a runner and as a receiver. He's been mostly clean as a pass protector, maybe missed one opportunity for a blitz pickup on a third down on Friday night. But outside of that, the PFF grade is sparkling in pass protection for Chris Evans. We're seeing him running between the tackles, hitting the the point of attack on some of these runs. I think that it's, it's probably safe to say at this point, James, that he's earned some trust back that he seemed to lose last season. That being said, I think I'm still on four running backs on this team, but, but that's because Chris Evans has earned the trust back. And I wonder if Chase Brown is a game day active early in the season if Travion Williams and Chris Evans are, are doing well in this last preseason game and going into the regular season. It's interesting. It, it comes down to that pass protecting role because Chris Evans does have me sold that he's figured out how to run between the tackles. I'm not necessarily sold with him as a pass protector yet. I don't think I will be, by the way, for multiple games for any of these guys, right? We know Joe Mixon can't do it regularly. That's it. He's not a three down back. So who is going to step up and do it? Travion Williams was the favorite, might still be the favorite, by the way, just because he's yeah. been out. That I don't know if that necessarily changes it. And you're right. When we when we did our, our 53-man roster projection last week, part of the reason why we both had four running backs, it's because Chris Evans has forced their hand a bit. And that's exactly what you want. You want 25 pushing for a spot. He is valuable. He has special ability as a route runner. He's the best receiving back, in my opinion, on the team. And that includes Mixon, who had 60 receptions last year. I just think Evans has great hands, runs natural routes. And and uh, so if he can continue to run between the tackles like he has, there is a place for him. And you're right, the active – it's one thing doing this roster battle. When you think about the 46 actives, it is another whole set of how in the world are you going to get to 46. So that part – we don't have to cross that bridge for a while, and the Bengals don't, but uh, – that part is going to be a challenge as well. It's a 46 or is it 45 plus a quarterback if you have a third quarterback? It's 46. Why did seven I think inactives. it was 45? 53, seven inactives. Now, the, the reason the number sometimes gets skewed is because if you have a practice squad call up, all of those things, then it, gets, it can get weird. So it could be 47 with that third quarterback if you have right. them on the roster, okay. which they should not do, by the way. Just For some reason – 45 was in my head. Yeah, let's talk about the quarterbacks. and At least with these quarterbacks, they should not do that. <laughs> to be Jake, clear. Br- Jake Browning gets a stock up kind of by default. He did play better than Trevor Simeon, who is the stock down player for me, a quarterback more than Browning is a stock up. But I think it is at this point, to me, we, we've talked about these backup quarterbacks quite a bit. Backup quarterbacks around the league, outside of a few rookies this year, outside of some of the guys making five, six million dollars, aren't great. The Bengals wanted to draft a quarterback, didn't work out. They they tried to get Cooper Rush. That was well documented. 
That one didn't work out. He went back to Dallas. So these are the guys that they have in the building. I think these are the guys that, unless there's a cut for for somebody they're familiar with, mm-hmm. it's going to be one of these guys. I think that the competition will continue into the final week of the preseason, but I was resisting the Jake Browning QB2 placement mm-hmm. on my depth chart just because I thought that Trevor Simeon his experience would show up, the tools would show up, and he would put it together, be a little bit more consistent. And we haven't seen that. We, we've seen kind of the opposite trend, despite all the reps these guys have had in Joe Burrow's absence. And so the position in general, I'm still not very bullish about, but per, perhaps we're, we're slightly overstating the importance of the backup quarterback. I, I mean, I, I don't know how you, you go watch some of the other teams in preseason and, and how some of their backup quarterbacks are playing, how some of their backup linemen are playing. Cause we're going to talk about the line as well. There's some guys that are executing at a high level. We've talked about some of those up in Cleveland, for example, but maybe it's not the end of the world. It's not mm. great, but it's not good. It's not, it's not maybe the worst thing. No, it's not the worst thing. All right. This is first world problems. We're talking but, about the margins here. Yeah. But, but and here's the thing that really annoys the crap out of me is when people say, oh, if Joe Burrow goes down, it's over anyways. Well, yeah, if he's out for the damn year, yes, it's over. Everyone knows that. The whole, the whole franchise and city know it. But if he's out for four weeks, the ship can't sink. This can't be the damn Titanic with no life raft. They need the life raft. And is it Jake Browning? Is it Trevor Simeon? Or is it option C? I, I don't know, but they have to find that. That's their job where they go two and two without Burrow. Like, it's just, it's it. it. It's what you need, someone that can keep you afloat. And that, that to me, is a, a realistic expectation. And I'm not sure if either of these guys, Jake Browning threw another interception on Sunday. He was getting reps with the first team. Deservedly so. I think he is ahead of Trevor Simeon right now. But what does that mean? Trevor hasn't been good. It's not like it's... It's like who's who's been the the lesser of two evils, not who's won the job, and, and so uh, I Brian Callahan talked after practice and said, "Well, they keep an open mind with every position and, and scout it and evaluate it during cutdowns and everything." Maybe there is that path to three quarterbacks where they claim one and, and have to add them to the roster because that person stands out. Because I, I think you could go that route where you you add someone that you like. Because both of these guys are going to make it through waivers. Spoiler. I don't see how Jake and, and Trevor don't. And so if they do, you could add one of those guys to the practice squad. So that's just a, an outside-the-box type of, of thinking there where you'd have someone in the building that, that knows the system. The first couple of weeks, you could promote them from the practice squad if needed. And then you can get someone else in the building to be Joe Burrow's long-term backup. That said, maybe this is just what, what it is for this year, and they draft someone next year. That would certainly make sense as well. We've seen them do that before, not to the practice squad, but Brandon Allen was waived uh, in the initial cutdown before returning. So I, I certainly wouldn't rule that out because we're talking about a couple of rosters cuts that are going to be difficult, 10 offensive linemen, 10 defensive linemen that they might want to keep uh, depending on what direction they want to go. That could be a mechanism to allow them to get through that first cut down and then kind of figure out where to go after the initial wave of waiver claims. Let's keep going on the offensive line where the, the big change for me, I actually have two. 
One is is Max Sharping's stock up. I think he's the best interior offensive line backup they have. I think Trey Hill has not done enough to impress the Cincinnati Bengals coaching staff to maintain his job as a backup center and the backup interior offensive lineman. So I think they like Max Sharping. And for better or for worse, Cody Ford continues to get reps and, and was, the, was the guard off the bench when Alex Kappa went down, is working a lot of both backup guard positions. Didn't work out for him at tackle. I think they know that he's not a tackle after Friday night. But those two guys on the interior, and I'm having a hard time getting a read on, on Hakeem Adenogy. I think they like Deontay Smith. I think Jackson Carmen is still going to be difficult to cut. And the only way that he's not making this team is if they trade him. But it's getting a little bit difficult for me to figure out what's going on with Hakeem Adenogy. Yeah, it's. I think they just know what they have. And, Could be and that, they're, tra- right? Could and be they're that trying to see. By the way, I already know what they have in Jackson Carmen. And deep down, they do too. The difference is, is when you're drafted in the second round and not the sixth round, mm-hmm. you get more leeway. You have a little more rope. And that is fact. And people will tell you, if, if you gave them truth serum, they're not going to tell you behind a mic on record because guess what? That's, you're, you're not going to do that. We know what Jackson Carmen is. He's inconsistent. He's a good run blocker. He's, he doesn't love football. He's not overly dedicated. But he was drafted in the second round. He has all the physical traits. You look at him and you think, man, he could be a really good tackle. Like, I get it. I get the attraction to it. But – I don't think that's ever going to necessarily happen as a starter in this league. We'll see. Maybe it changes and he starts working harder and, and is able to reach his full potential. Akeem Adenogy is is kind of what he is. And so which one could you sneak to the practice squad? Probably Adenogy, right? He, he's a sixth rounder out of Kansas, was an older prospect, can play both tackle spots, but you don't love it. Like the Kansas City Chiefs are licking their chops when the idea of Chris Jones at the game on the line facing 77, probably the same thing facing 79, but one would maybe get claimed, maybe Carmen would. I agree with you. I don't think they they are going to cut a second rounder mm-hmm. in Jackson Carmen uh, ahead of year three, but he is what he is now, man. Like I, I think we know what he is. I think deep down they know what he is, and what he is is a backup on this team and I don't think he's going to be the first tackle off the bench. It's just an interesting conversation in terms of how they do the 53 gymnastics around sure. the offensive line because yeah. I, I this morning talked myself back into 10 offensive linemen and pretty quickly talked myself back into nine because yeah. there are a number of other guys that I, I think are just making their roster claims too strongly to move on from. We'll talk about some of those and make sure we get those Sunday practice takeaways to finish up the show coming up next. Today's show is brought to you by FanDuel. Football season is about to kick off just a few weeks away, and FanDuel is giving you the opportunity to win all season long because right now when you bet on a Super Bowl winner, you get bonus bets back every time they win in the regular season. So if you think the Bengals are going to make the Super Bowl, well, you can wager on them to win it, and then you're going to get bonus bets back with FanDuel and you can use those bets on spreads, player props, over-unders and so much more so don't delay, get to FanDuel FanDuel.com slash locked on start earning bonus bets with America's number one sports book, that's FanDuel, F-A-N-D-U-E-L FanDuel.com slash locked on This is David Harrison of the Locked On Commanders podcast and this episode 
is brought to you by Discover. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. James, let's finish up our stock up, stock down portion, and we can tie in any Sunday practice takeaways that may pertain here. As you mentioned, Jake Browning working with the ones when we talked about the quarterback stock up, stock down, and the wide receiver conversation, I think, can be quick. Yosavash, Charlie Jones, and big shout out, Shedrick Jackson, stock up to me. I think Shedrick Jackson is practice squad wide receiver number one. He's been pretty impressive throughout preseason, seems to be the guy the backup quarterbacks trust late in the game. In, in a number of situations. So just want to shout out Shedrick Jackson, but Andre Yosevash, Charlie Jones, both I think took a bit of a step this week. Yosevash again had a big workload, but Charlie Jones looked a little bit more comfortable to me in, in the second preseason game, was a little bit more productive. There's maybe an outside question to me about Stanley Morgan's claim to the roster and whether they keep seven wide receivers. That hasn't really changed for me yet. I think that's still a future problem. It's, it's just kind of a, a lingering, distant question at this point for me. I think the wide receiver room in general is pretty set at this point. Yeah. The, the most impressive guy that was never really on the bubble, but I think some would say, oh, you could stash him. He's a project. Andre Yusufash is making this team. Oh, and yeah. He might be part of that 46 active. That dude might be active. I, it's tough. I get it, but he might be. And And I think it's, put it like this, it's more likely that he's active week one then he doesn't make this initial cut, like by far, because he's get, he's ro- roster locked, locked down, whatever you want to say. Uh, I think he's impressed the Bengals, and so you got that. You have Charlie Jones, who again I, I think looks good, has flashed some. It's tough with these backup quarterbacks too. I, I think that's the part of it where it, you know you're rotating. He's working through that shoulder issue some, but he heated up a, a little bit on Friday. I think he's coming into his own. We'll see. I agree with you on the the punt returner part of it. When it comes to Jones, Jackson Flash, I like him. Can you get him to the practice squad? That would be great. But uh, outside of that, Irwin, wide receiver four, Yosevash, mm-hmm. roster lock, Charlie Jones, roster lock, they're keeping seven because Stanley Morgan Jr. will make this team. And if not, I would be absolutely stunned because he will get claimed in about 0.01 seconds. Here's the thing about activating Yosevash that you mentioned as a possibility. And, and you might be right if they just are comfortable with Trent Irwin being the guy first off the bench in the slot, because I don't think they've worked Andre in the slot at all that I recall. And, and maybe there's a, a snap here or there that I'm just not remembering. But um, if he's up, you're, you're not going to have seven receivers active. Sure. So... If he's up, that means he needs to be able to do Stanley Morgan's job on special teams. And if they think he can do Stanley Morgan's job on special teams, that that's where my question about Stanley Morgan's roster spot comes up. Sure. So, and ultimately, I don't think he would be an he would be active week right. one. But I think it's it's more of a debate now than it, I thought it ever would be. Mm-hmm. And and uh, that includes special teams because I think he's fared pretty well on special teams to this point. That said, I I still think Stanley Morgan Jr. is going to make the team. Getting quite a bit of run on special teams in the preseason, too, is Andre Yosevash working on kick returns, working on kick coverage, working on punt returns, working on punt coverage. So they're trying to get him out there in a number of different units. Has 17 special team snaps 
according to Pro Football Focus this preseason. On the defensive side of the ball, just want to shout out again, Sam Hubbard, Cam Sample, BJ Hill, and Joseph Osai on the defensive line. I thought all those guys showed some really impressive stuff early in that game. Miles Murphy back at practice on Sunday. And as far as the interior defensive line, I, I guess I'm still convinced that Jay Tufele makes a team based largely on Lou Anarumo's comments last week. He did not have the game he had in preseason week one. Dominique Davis still showing some some flashes. Raymond Johnson the third. Big shout out for him as well. I think those are both guys the Bengals would love to have on the practice squad. But no big changes for me on the defensive line. Just some guys I wanted to shout out there. Any other stock up, stock down notes, James, that, that I'm forgetting here that, that we should cover? Well, just stock up, stock down. Cam Sample was was awesome. I think his stock is up. Uh, I think Miles Murphy, you would say his stock is down, but he was back at practice, by the way. Mm-hmm. So worth mentioning that. I'm glad he's feeling better. Um, other stock up guys. I'm trying to think if I'm missing. Oh, Evan, my guy Evan McPherson's stock is up. Right, his stock is certainly up, but I, I don't know if it ever goes down too far. As you smile at me, as I mentioned that, that that's just um, a hold. That's a buy and hold. That that one's steady. You, you know, well, he hasn't missed, so that's that's the part. You know who else stocks up? Joe Burrow. I think Joe Burrow is doing just fine. All right, there you go. How about that? I bear I bury the lead. Stock up, Joe Burrow. Everyone's worried about his contract now. By the way, it's, I'm, it's like a, to, I, I'm like a close. week. Away. I'm like a week away where we are. We do need it, but we're just not there yet. We're just I, not I, there yet. It was always the end of August, right? It's August 20th today. We're getting toward the end of August. It's still not something that I think is a huge talking point. I don't think it's a talking point really at all. We're talking about it, but uh, it, it we're getting close be, to. If, if if the Labor Day week, if the WEBN fireworks are going off here in Cincinnati mm-hmm. and there's no deal done, I'm going to hit that big red panic button because I don't want to go into game week thinking about a damn contract for Burrow. Right. The, right. the Bengals will uh, announce And I don't think style. that will happen. This is the week. To me, this feels like the week, by the way, if I had to guess. This week, next week, in the next two weeks, for sure, uh, is, where, is where I would, you know, you're right, Labor Day. The Bengals will buy one of those fancy fireworks that spells out a word, and that's how they'll announce Joe Burrow contract extension in fireworks. No, it just says we got him. There you go. Ah, I don't know. That has a different connotation, I think, a little bit. We anyway. signed him. He's here forever. Savior yeah. returns. Any His any other practice notes that we need to hit here? We, we talked about some of the injuries. We talked about Chidobe Abuzia. We talked about Miles Murphy's return from illness. No, not a ton. I, Jamar Chase had a – they were using Jamar short game, quick game, a lot today. I, that, that was certainly noticeable. They, they used Charlie Jones with some of that. As well, I thought that was interesting. Uh, Andre Yosevash ha- had a really nice deep catch from uh, Trevor Simeon. He was going against Mike Thomas, though, who again hadn't played corner since sophomore year. So I, I forgive Mike for that one on one. Andre better win that matchup in that situation. So there you go. All right, that's gonna do it. We're going to have some film talk with Mike at Bengals underscore San Santagata tomorrow. Take a look at some of these guys on the offensive line, some of these guys on the defensive line, some of these youngsters for the Cincinnati Bengals team trying to make an impact in 2023. That's coming up next. And until then, thanks for listening to this episode of the Lockdown Bengals podcast. Hootay, and have a good one.
Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. 